Hola, and welcome to the Beauteous Me podcast, a relatable and authentic space for all. Tune in as we share stories of triumph, resiliency, and healing. We do this all while finding its inner beauty. My name is Jamily Whitfield, and the journey begins now. Hi, guys. Welcome back for another episode of the Beauteous Me podcast. Oh, my goodness. It's been such a long time since we've connected. We had New Year's, we had Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, I caught COVID, so that is how I spent my New Year's, like, (laughs) in bed, Happy New Year 2022. Talk about coming in with a bang. Things have been going great. I had my first virtual summit on January 22nd. I know some of you were in attendance and just, it was amazing. Got great feedback, nines and tens, people want to see it. Um, annually or more consistently, you know, it was called your year to break through level up in 2022. I'm definitely going to be selling the replay next week. Um, so if you're interested, let me know, but enough about me. I have an awesome guest here, guys, because this is why you're here. You're here to hear people's stories of resiliency and how they've overcome so many things. So it's great to bring you here in the new year. This is Poonam. Poonam is, uh, She is such a force to be reckoned with. She is a speaker on overcoming trauma and emotional pain in order to live a happy, fulfilled life. She was born and raised in London. She immigrated to the United States at 21. And when she came here, she experienced a multitude of painful challenges such as sexual assault, abuse, and the aftermath and cultural humiliation of a divorce. So throughout her journey, she developed what's called the safe method. And it is to help others acknowledge, discuss, and grow from their emotional pain without stigma or judgment. Poonam, I am beyond excited to be here to share this space about your story. And I always ask my guests, it's the first question. Tell us about your story and welcome from being here. (laughs) Well, first of all, thank you, Jamili, for having me. It's such a pleasure to be on your podcast. And um, I'm glad you recovered wealthy healthy from wealthy and healthy from COVID yes um it it really is such an honor to be here and you know share a platform with you that allows women and other people to speak um in terms of my story uh it's pretty much I went through multitudes of different kinds of emotional trauma um that started when I was probably a teenager and you know, culturally, generationally, it's not something that we speak about. And I just kept going on with life. I went from one marriage, I came out of that, I I got divorced, I was a single mother of two very young kids, four and six. Then I jumped into the frying pan and got married again. And every both times, my heart told me this was not the right thing to do. And then from there onwards, I just made a multitude of decisions that when I finally had that, what I called that moment of awakening, Mm -hmm. when I realized this isn't how life is supposed to work. And through this so-called spiritual awakening that I've had in the last seven, eight years, I've gone back and somebody has said to me, if you could put it together, how would you? And it was the safe method. Um, Now, when I look back at things, this is how I resolved the emotional trauma in my life. And so 
it's interesting because by profession, I'm a lawyer and everything that we do is evidence-based, mm-hmm. right? Everything, we look for evidence to support our stories and support our arguments. But it's very ironic. I found the most um, satisfaction and peace in life by not looking at the evidence, by looking at what's inside me and trusting my intuition and having faith in the universe and having faith in the true fact that we really do hold all the answers to our life. Mm. We just have to be willing to put in the work. We put our work into our jobs, into our kids, into our relationships, into, you know, going to the gym, working out. But how many of us really are ready to put into the work put the work into ourselves. Yep. And that was one of the reasons that I decided to write the book and put myself out there not knowing what the results would be and my take was always that if I could stop one person even one person from feeling the way that I did if I could help someone figure out how to move forward and not, not just constantly replay those bad memories then it would all be worth it. Yes. Yes. So your book is titled Safe from the Pain. And this is an excerpt that stood out for me. It says, we are not taught how to deal with emotional pain. So it chokes us like a weed chokes a flower. We often become so numb to the pain inside us that we don't even acknowledge it exists. We might numb it with different vices or learn to shut down those parts of ourselves that hurt. Both methods and everything in between can leave devastation in their wake. To truly move beyond what hurts us, we have to acknowledge the pain and deal. You know why this stood out for me? Because everyone enters like a different season. And the words that I've been hearing this season is purpose in pain. There is purpose in pain. And in seeing so many people go through different changes and waves, you know, um, in the mental health field as, as a clinician, as a, as a therapist, um, seeing so many people in pain, like this has become the theme for me is that there is purpose in pain. And with you sharing that, that we often hide and bury our pain and we like try to figure everywhere to destroy it, whether it's vices, whether it's keeping busy, whether it's scrolling on social media, not to feel because when you have to sit in the pain, it hurts even more. So tell me, I, I, you know, I, I want you to share about this book because it left me like, wow. (laughs) Well, I really appreciate that coming from somebody that's a clinical therapist because I don't have any clinical background. I was just like, when I put this out there, I'm like, people are going to think I'm talking nonsense. Um, I, you know, other than a life coach certification and sharing my raw story, those are my credentials. Um, And honestly, Jamili, it's, it's very easy to suppress the pain. I was the child of firstborn immigrants in London and they were very hardworking parents, very loving, you know, I'm very close to my family, but they only knew what they knew. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the way that they were brought up and in Indian culture, you don't really talk about your feelings and your emotions. It's about study hard, get a job, get married and, you know, 
that's your life that you know that is deemed as success and I had been sexually assaulted as a teenager and even though my parents were very supportive I hadn't processed that pain and it left me feeling very inadequate um insecure fearful I had a lack of Mm self-worth I felt like garbage Mm -hmm. there was no other way to put it yeah um and coming from the Indian culture, this whole thing on, you know, being a virgin, being clean and everything. And then all of a sudden at the age of 13, I've been sexually assaulted. You're like, oh, well, I don't live up to this standard that I'm supposed to live up to. And it's not that my parents said anything. It was just this pressure in the air that it's you the just culture. It's your cultural expectation. So even if your parents are breaking some of those cultural norms, you know yourself what your culture is and what the expectations and the stories. So though your parents were supportive and they were just like, you know, we're here to support you, you're still thinking, I'm a shame, I'm a disgrace, I'm this, I'm that, because I didn't, you know, this thing happened. Although this thing happened to me, it's still making me feel as if I'm at fault. Absolutely. And then from that, because I didn't process that pain, then I tried to commit suicide. I didn't process that pain. And I went into an arranged marriage. And as I said in my book, nobody held a gun to my head. I decided to do it. I gave up a placement in one of the best law schools in London. I wanted to be a lawyer since I was 13. And I got married. The day I got married, believe it or not, I knew this was not the right thing for me. This person was not the right person for me but when you have such a lack of self-worth lack of self-esteem you just are grateful for anything that you know anybody that will take you at that anyone who takes you knowing that you're broken and I think that's what it is it's like oh my goodness I'm so broken inside but you love me so let me go with you (laughs) yeah exactly and then you know when it didn't work and I had two two beautiful um, young kids and I decided okay enough was enough because of a variety of things I was just like okay now I've moved into this country that I didn't know I you know I've got two kids I'm a single mother I work part-time I took a backseat in my career because my husband at the time was working in New York City and making all the money and I'm like okay, now what do I do? And I was a family law attorney, an immigration. I had everything at my disposal, but I was still not able to process how I was feeling. And from there, I made a multitude of decisions that didn't work, that ultimately our emotional health or our lack of emotional health leads to physical manifestations. Mm. I ended up having two strokes. I was paralyzed for 10 days. I had a spinal tap. I had Lyme's disease three times. I mean, it was just a mess. And I was a single mother of two kids. I had to work. And finally, in 2012, after my second marriage failed, and I call it the Indian Kim Kardashian (laughs) marriage. It really does last (laughs) longer than Um, I mean, you know, it is. It is what it is. It, it's good when you find a laughter and humor in, you know, the things that you go through. <laughs> well, absolutely. You have to. It's like you said, pain has a purpose. Yeah. And if you can, I promise you, you can come out laughing at it if you do the work. And in 2012, when I was totally brought down to my knees, I lost my house. I lost my business. I lost... Um, my second marriage, like 
in every aspect I had lost, okay, my health, everything. And I remember just saying, this is not the way life is supposed to work. There's got to be a different way. And I just started going to a number of spiritual guides and, you know, people used to talk about unconditional love and excuse my French, but I used to be like, this is such a crock of shit. There is no such thing as unconditional love. And, you know, so-and-so did this to me and that to me. And, and what happens is, you know, everyone says, go inward, sit with yourself. I'm not kidding. This is a true story. I'm like, okay, I wake up one morning on the weekend, the kids are with their dad. And I sit in the bed and I'm like, okay, I'm going in with myself. What am I supposed to do here? Where do I even begin? And I started journaling all my feelings, all the nasty feelings, all the um, horrible feelings. And it was my relationship with myself, whatever I wanted to write in there, free and clear of judgment. And there's something very powerful in journaling and emptying yourself out. Mm -hmm. And over a period, Time, I went through a variety of steps, which I condensed to the safe method. If you want, I can share what that is. Oh, yeah. Well, I was going to oh, ask yeah. you that. But you, since you jumped ahead, go ahead. I, I want you to go into what the safe method is. Um, but before that, I just want you to tell our listeners as to what gave you that aha moment to say, I need to write this book. I, I, I've been through this and I want to help touch other people. So pain has a purpose, as you said. That's right. And by going through that pain, by taking the steps and doing the work, Mm -hmm. my life transformed in a way that I would never have believed Um, in every aspect, health-wise, financially, my kids. You know, there were times I would worry about how am I going to pay for my kids' college? Mm -hmm. I was a part-time person working 20 hours a week eight years ago, And they're both in college right now and, you know, doing well. But those were things that I used to concern myself with. And when I saw the transformation in such a short period of time and people would be like, you don't realize it when you're going through it. You'd be like, people would be like, wow, how did you do that? Or wow, we've seen where you were and what you've done. And I would just be trudging along with life. And then I remember speaking to somebody about it saying, I want to speak about, I wrote parts of the book and I got stuck because it's very hard to be that raw and not judge. It hurts. I wrote wrote a collaborative book on like toxic relationship, but the toxic relationship with myself based on my own traumas, um, my my sexual uh abuse traumas. And I had to get up a few times in writing the book because you're back at that space and at that moment. And it's just like, we don't want to do this. We don't want to do this. We don't want to do this. Abort mission, abort mission. So then (laughs) it's like, let's go. Absolutely. Oh my God. That is absolutely how you feel. Yeah, absolutely. I I I aborted mission for a year. I was like, (laughs) so then I started to speak. And when I started to see that it was resonating with people and people were opening up, because I was always like, I don't have any medical background. I'm just telling you what I've been through. And when I started to see people open up and resonate and say, can you speak here and can you um, help me with this? I was like, there's something to be said about helping other people and, you know, putting yourself out there. And those words, I cannot tell you, Jamil, how much it resonates with me. 
there has to be a purpose to the pain. And that was my purpose. I have gone through all of this because it's time to put myself out there and share it and stop somebody else from feeling that. Yes. Yeah. And that is Yes, absolutely. So now I want you to share what the safe method is because I've been like dancing in my seat. Like, let's let's get into it. <laughs> um, the safe method is condensed, basically. S stands for stop and you and accept your oh, pain. Hold on, I'm gonna write this down. I'm on my journal. <laughs> hold on, I am grabbing. I sent you the book. I I know. I I, I still want to write this down. So S starts is stands for what? Stop and accept you're in pain. Ooh. Okay. I will send you the book, but yes. Um, yeah, and it, the stop and accept you're in pain is the hardest thing in the world to do. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> you know we'll go to work, we'll take care of our kids. I was partying all the time. Yeah. I was doing everything but wanting to deal with what's inside me. And truthfully, I didn't know what was inside me. I knew I was angry. I knew I was blaming the world. I knew I felt so righteous in my position that it was really difficult. And I didn't stop and accept I was in pain till I went through the strokes, till my marriages failed. And it's almost like it's not worth for it to get to that point. If you're feeling comfortable inside if you know something's bothering you no matter how small or big sit down and just say I'm in pain that's right it's simple as that yes and walk yourself through it and sometimes when you say it out aloud it's not as bad as what's going on in your head Mm -hmm. or what you refuse to acknowledge so start and accept you're in pain is s okay the book goes into a multitude of steps that you could take to get to that acknowledgement or how to deal with mm-hmm. it. The A is acknowledge and accept responsibility for where you are and the decisions that you've made. So, for example, we may not always be responsible for what has happened to us. We may not always be at blame for what has happened to us. But we do have some responsibility for the decisions that we've made as a result of them. Okay, right or wrong. And when you accept that this is where I am today, and that was really a big aha moment, that, okay, I've played the self-righteous victim for a long time. I can sit here and say, well, yeah, of course, I'm justified in being angry because this happened to me and that happened to me and I'm stuck. I don't need to move. Mm -hmm. I don't need to get out of place because my whole life has had decades of trauma and I'm justified. Of course I'm going to be where I am Mm -hmm. and I'm justified. And I call that the self-righteous victim. You plant yourself in that position so much that you refuse to take responsibility for even 10 of what you've done to get to that point or what you've not done to get to that point you don't take the responsibility so you continue playing the self-righteous victim it's like you Whereas, like, hmm, I, I have a right to be here I need to be here and exactly. understand that <laughs> I need to be here but how much you being in that space is like cheese that's rotting 
It's like at some point it's going to seep out the refrigerator and smell. So yeah, you could be at that space for a little bit. Absolutely. Everyone deserves to be in that space to know, to honor, to feel, to understand. But it's when it starts seeping everywhere out that it's just, you, you have to take ownership of that. So I love that you said that. Absolutely. You know, so many people use that. My parents used to say, you're so angry. And I'd be like, of course I'm angry, blah, 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 you know. (laughs) But I was just hurting myself, right? When you accept responsibility for where you are and, okay, I'm here today. This is my health. This is my financial situation. You then reverse the role. You've now empowered yourself to do something about it because being uncomfortable and accepting responsibility is when you have to make a change. Don't make a change when there is no responsibility and you're comfortable in playing that victim. Yes. You have to accept the responsibility. And then the next step from accepting responsibility automatically becomes, okay. And your shoulders become light. uh, You're like, all right, I've got this. There's got to be something I can do, whether it's I need to go see a therapist or I need to take on yoga or I need to find my peace or how can I fix my financial problems? When you're not thinking clearly, you can't have a goal that is clear either. So that's the A in accept response in safe. The F, I talk about forgiveness. (laughs) Oh, no, you know why I'm saying it is the hardest thing in the world. It is who I, 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 I always share that I did a forgiveness journey many years ago. Um, Ian Lavanzant has this book on like forgiveness and I went through her journey a few years ago. And that was another one of those where you had to put the book down a few times because you're like, I don't want, I don't need to. This is just, (laughs) (laughs) But it, it's been yeah. transformative. So I love that F, forgiveness, is part of that. It, it's three types of forgiveness I talk about. So the first part is forgive the other person. And I don't do it for them or for anything religious or spiritual. I do it for me. It's a very selfish form of forgiveness. And there are things I can forgive in a day. There are things that have taken me a couple of years to forgive. And if you don't forgive, you're only hurting yourself. The other person that you feel has wronged you, has moved on, isn't even thinking about what they've done to you. And you're sitting in that same space doing nothing but hurting yourself. So you have to find your method of what works to forgive somebody. And it, I say these steps are applicable no matter how small or how big the trauma is. The second type of forgiveness I talk about is forgiving the universe. I was A1, you know, the universe dealt me shitty cards all the time. This is wrong. You know, it's not fair. But so-and-so's got, I was just horrible. I mean, you know, it was always, why me? Why me? But how selfish is that? Why would I wish someone, my fellow human being, Mm -hmm. to go through something and not me? So I changed that question to why not me why Why would I wish someone else to go through this why not me um and then the third type of forgiveness I talk about is forgiveness of yourself which is the hardest thing forgiving the wrong decisions I made (laughs) 
forgiving decisions I made that may or may not have affected my kids, forgiving decisions that may or may not have affected my family, and just forgiving yourself for whatever failures you feel you've made. And it's so empowering. It's so liberating to get to those three forgivenesses. I can't tell you, like I metaphorically weighed 20 pounds lighter because I wasn't carrying the weight of the world on my shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> I'm like, all right. I'm, I'm sitting here taking my notes like, all, all right, all right. <laughs> and the E is just, guys, embrace your journey and embrace yourself. We're all different human beings. We don't have the same blueprint. We don't have the same journeys, right? right? We're all scripted to say you mu- your kids must walk by 18 months. When they're 21, no one really cares when they walked. Or if some kids don't walk or, you know, we have to graduate by this point or we have to have this job or these finances by this point or we have to get married at this point. We all have our own journeys and you cannot compare it to other people and your happiness is truly within yourself it's not outside so the moment you embrace not just your good things we're all great at accepting our good things but also your flaws and say this is my journey this is who I am and you know what I'm proud of it so somebody had once asked me the question would you ever change anything about your journey Today, I can honestly say no. Mm. Maybe 20, 30 years ago, I would have had a different answer. But no, because I go back to what you say, Jamili, pain has a purpose. And if my purpose is to put myself out there and share and stop somebody else from feeling that way, so be it. So be it. Yes. Yes. Oh, my goodness. You dropped amazing knowledge nuggets, guys. The safe method. Stop and accept acknowledge and accept forgiveness of the threes and embrace your journey and self. (laughs) So one thing that stood out is the embrace. How do you embrace your pain? I know I, I, my motto is there's purpose in pain, but how do you embrace your pain? I think when you've gone through those three steps in whatever form that works for you, by the time you've done the three forgivenesses, you've already embraced it because you've let it go. Even today, I, you know, when I know I'm in pain, when I know I'm a little off, I'll sit with it, you know, and it's a lot, lot of hard work. Jamila, you know, working on yourself is the hardest thing in the world. So hard. It's excruciating. And you know what? I went from being somebody that was out all the time partying to somebody who would sit on her couch on her own and not go out because I needed to work on myself. And Mm. I need, in order to make my life better and my journey better and my kid's life better, I needed to work on myself and spend that time at home. I think you've reached, once you've gone through these stages, you reach that liberating phase where, as my kids say, you're a free spirit. You just do whatever you want. You don't care how you look or how you feel or how goofy you are because this is who I am. 
Yeah. What What was that liberation for you? So you went through these this space. You went. You sat in your pain. You embraced your own method. When was it that you were just like, I'm free, <laughs> freedom. <laughs> I feel good. I'm in pain, but I acknowledge my pain. I am here. Like you're walking out of your house. You're exuberant. You, you feel just like this sense. <laughs> when was that for you? I think it was, you know, we're taught to keep our emotions to ourselves. Yes. And I can tell you over the years when I look at all my pain, I don't really think I ever cried about it. It was just mm-hmm. inside me and I may have reacted in different ways, but a lot of it was just, I call it without any crude sense, honeymooning with myself. It was getting to know me. It was write down what you feel about anything and anyone. It's just between me and the universe. And when I poured that all out and I realized on paper how ridiculous some of it sounded or, okay, you feel that way you have a right to feel this way, but you have a choice today. Do you want to continue feeling this way or do you want to move forward and enjoy the rest of your Mm -hmm. life? Because the gift that we've been given is to enjoy. It truly is a gift that a lot of people don't get. And especially during these times of COVID, we know that even more. Some people have had that ripped away from them. And that makes me want to enjoy it even more because it is a gift that we've been given. The ups and downs are just part of our journey. And I think that has been the most liberating thing. I'm not expecting a perfect life. I'm not expecting everything to be wonderful all the time because it's not for anyone. We look at the Hollywood celebrities, you would think, you know, with all the money that they have, all the fame that they have, you would think they have it, but you look at the depression rate there And it truly isn't, I'm not seeking my happiness outside. I'm seeking it from within. Yes. Yes. And when I'm not happy, it's okay too. Yes, absolutely. Ooh. So I know you gave us all these different knowledge nuggets, but I always ask my guests, can you just give us three, three tools that our listeners can use when they are in pain, in grief, going through a transition, not feeling good about themselves, having trauma-related responses, et cetera, that they can kind of use to help them leap forward? Yeah, Jamie, I think the most important thing is we've been taught in life, especially some of us that come from different cultures, and especially women, that to think of ourselves is selfish. Yes. When you're having those moments, go for a walk. Take, put 15 minutes in the calendar to yourself. Allow yourself to process how you feel. Do not allow anyone to say, well, that's ridiculous. You shouldn't be feeling that way. Allow yourself to process how you feel. And remember this. So my number two thing is remember this. You can focus on everything else in the world, your job, your kids, your husband, your wife, whoever it may be. But if you haven't focused on yourself and you are central to all those things, at some point it's going to come crumbling down. And you need to focus on yourself, whether that's 15 minutes a day, whether that's 
because those 15 minutes a day or the half an hour a day or the hour a day is the thing that makes you better in every aspect of your life. And it makes you happier. And my third most thing, I think my third tool is always remember rightly or wrongly that there are people that are going through a lot worse than we're going through and they've made it. There's light at the end of the tunnel. And you are responsible for that light at the end of the tunnel. Yes. It's in your it's in your control. Yes. Oh, oh my goodness, you have given us such amazing tools and nuggets. <laughs> Tell people where they can find your book so that they can take a deeper dive into the safe method so that they can work on their pain. They you can work on their healing journey. So Jamila, it's I have a website, um, www.emotionallysafe.com. The book is available safe from the pain in um, Amazon. It's on Audible. It's in Kindle. It's on Barnes and Nobles. Um, and you can access it from there. Awesome. Awesome. And can I just say, I have really enjoyed speaking with you. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you so much, Poonam. So guys, you heard it. Safe method. I took those notes down. You got your three tools your, your knowledge nuggets. And now you know where to find her, find the book. Do you have Instagram? Yes, I okay, do. Okay. Yes. You know, a lot of followers there, everything is social media. Now, what is your Instagram handle? So I just started it because I'm, you know, I'm so ridiculous with social it's media, okay. but emotionally underscore safe dot emotionally underscore safe underscore safe. Awesome guys. You know where to find her. Thank you so much for writing in this journey with us. Thank you so much, Poonam, for being here, for sharing your story, for being vulnerable, for writing a book to help others. It is such a blessing to so many. And I'm grateful that I have shared this space with you today. And I'm super excited to edit this episode and put it out there because it has to be hot off the presses right away. This is awesome content, guys. So thank you so much, Poonam. Thank you so much, Jamili, and thank you for all that you do. Really, without you, we wouldn't have this platform. Thank you so much. Guys, you know how to tune in. You know where to find her, and you know where to find me. Thank you for listening to Beauty Is Me. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I hope this episode fed your soul. Please be sure to download new episodes. You can also head on over to rate, review, and subscribe. For more updates, find us at www.iambeauteousme.com or on Instagram at iambeauteousme. Don't forget to use the hashtag beauteousmepodcast for your feedback.